welcome to WCAT The Den. Leo. Hello, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Good, good. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. I know technically, I guess I saw you yesterday, but it feels like I haven't seen you in a while. So what's been going on? Uh, so how, uh, how have things been going so far this school year? We're about three or four weeks in. How are things going? Doing really good. You know, good grades now. I'm trying to stay, you know, on task so I can do my sports without any worries about school. So, yeah. Awesome. So uh, you're getting pretty good grades right now? Yeah, right. So right now I am. And now normally, are you usually have pretty good grades or are they better than they normally are? They're actually better than they normally are. Like I usually struggle with, uh, with school, work related, but like this year I took it a different hand and now I'm trying to stay in task. Awesome. So why do you think that is? Why do you think you're doing a little bit better? Maybe because it's a block schedule, you know, maybe that eases up more things, gives you more time to do work and sure. catch up. Do you think like having the mornings off starting later, might, you might have a little more energy later in the day? And I, yeah, it actually kind of helps a lot. Yeah, for sure. I, th I feel like it's a good thing for, for students where they can kind of get up at 9.30 or 9 and don't have to get up at the crack of dawn necessarily. So, yeah. All right, man, let's get into it a little bit. So the first thing I want to ask you about, because I just think it's a great story. Uh, how did you get your nickname? What is your nickname and how did you get it? All right. So everyone calls me Chips. And the, the reason why they call me Chips is because my freshman year in gym class, I would always bring a bag of Cheetos or anything that's considered chips. And well, you know, my, my classmates would just call me Chips and Chips and all the time. So that's how I got the nickname. Oh, it was from, so it was from PE class? PE class, yeah. <laughs> oh, for some reason, I always thought it was from, you used to, I thought you brought a bag, bags of chips to football practice. Uh, it, was, it was actually gym class. Yep. I, I did to football practice as well, so. I, <laughs> I guess everyone saw that. Yeah, I just think it's one of the best nicknames ever, just that has carried through and stuck. Um, and, and so now every time I see you, I yell chips. Um, yeah. It's a great nickname. Everyone does. It's funny. <laughs> um, so, Leo, you are uh, one of the more fun kids I've ever gotten the chance to work with in my coaching career. And guys like you come along and, uh, you know, it's, it, it kind of can change the whole perspective of a team because you're always having fun. You're always in a good mood. You're always happy-go-lucky. When we play games in the wrestling room, it is just like, uh, you know, you just you crank up the um, – you just crank up the fun level. Like, it, you just kind of bring a smile to everyone's face. Where do you think that part of your personality comes from, and have you always been like that? I've always been like that since middle school. Like, I just like to goof off, you know, have a good time because I'm not, I'm not a person who likes to be negative all the time. You know, I like smiling. I like, you know, I just, I just like being myself, you know. And it's fun to see people laugh and stuff. So it, just, it makes me happy, too, when people laugh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're just, uh, you know, I, I've, um, a guy you maybe know a little bit, um, but he's a, a fairly well-known in the wrestling world. His name is, is Joe Rao. Uh, he was a teammate of mine in college I did, and he was the same way. He just like kind of did this thing where he's just always joking around, always having fun, always had a smile. And he just made things so light and so fun for everyone. And uh, it's just a pleasure to have that. It's awesome to have that. And uh, uh, I'm glad we have you because you are just uh, a barrel full of monkeys, man. It's, it's just a blast. Um, Thank you. So we play a game of handball in the wrestling room and you, um, we use like these kind of, you know, padded boxes as the goals. And jump you think, what's that? The, the jump boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jumping boxes. You know how we use those as the goal? And so you came up with the brilliant idea to, to kneel on top of the box as the goalie. Oh, yeah. How did that I, – I feel like one day you were just all of a sudden on top of it defending, and it was like really successful. How did you come up with that idea? I was just, I was just goofing off, you know, like – when I was on top of the boxes, I felt like I was like lying, like like the Lion King or something, you know, like just protecting <laughs> protecting my territory. That's how that's how I felt like, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because I remember like the other teams like complaining to me, like you're cheating. And I'm like, no, he's not doing anything against the rules. There's no rules. You can't be on the box. And now it's like a normal part of the defense. So you really like came up with this innovative way um, yeah. to, to play the game, um, which is always cool to see how students and kids are going to kind of figure things out. And I bring that up because, um, you know, when we get into sports, when we get into really anything, becoming creative can really like lend itself to, um, you know, being successful, even when maybe uh, people don't think you're going to be. Um, have, have other things like that come up? Have you ever done other things like that? Like being creative? Yeah, in a, in a way that is, you know, has changed the way people do things. Well, not really, actually. I'm not really a creative person. I just really like to follow what I'm, what I'm said. So sometimes I, I may have ideas in my head, but, you know, there's places where I can't apply those. But, like, you know, like up in the wrestling room with a handball game, you know, it's a free game. You get to play around, group off. So that's when, you know, I actually sparked that idea up in my head and got on top of the, the box and stuff. But, yeah, but creativity, like, mm, not really much. Not not a whole lot in other things? Uh, maybe in my workplace, I'm going to have some creative, you know, some creative ideas to work faster and to work smarter, maybe. Yeah, that's absolutely what it is. So, like, when you say workplace, you mean, like, workplace, like a, like a job or a school or what, what do you mean? Yeah, like, like jobs. Because, oh, schools, you know, like, I don't feel like I have to be that creative because I already have a, a source that helps me to stay on task and stay organized. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Sure. It's so, I mean, sometimes it sounds like, like sometimes there's like, av there's, there's certain alleyways in, in life where it's like, you don't know how to be creative because it feels like you're supposed to move in a certain direction all the time and yeah. things are kind of locked in for you. But when you have something like a game that's for fun, that no one's really giving you hard and fast rules, you can really kind of figure it out. And I feel like if you take that thought process and move it into things like school, things like work, you could probably be more creative than you think you are because you have, you definitely have ideas and you're definitely a smart kid and you definitely, um, I know I've seen you do, a, there's a few examples of like, wow, Chips has really figured something out here. Um, and that's just one of them with that game. So I think you shouldn't sell yourself short. You should definitely think about how can I do this in a way that's, that's my way and it's going to be the best way for me to do it. Um, but that's really cool for, for you to kind of have that ability or at least see that ability. Um, there, there was actually like a couple of times where I had a, I was creative in wrestling, like in matches, you know, there, there was ways – there were some moves that I would do that I wasn't even taught. Like, it just came out in my head, and it went right with how I did it, you know? Like, um, like I remember in middle school, I had this one match where the opponent was on top of me, and then what I had to do is, like, go to the side, maybe. Like, try, like, try to get my body out and make it like a like a T, maybe, like here. Mm -hmm. like, and then the head, I would just grab it with my arm and then push it down with my head, and then the cable flip over. And then that <laughs> That was one of my moves that I would, I would always do. So you like, kind of like inve invented a move that we were having success with. Yeah, but that was middle school level. So, you know, <laughs> it, it was it's easier. A, it's a little bit I, different. Yeah, and guys don't always fall for for that stuff. Yeah but, like, yeah, but now it's high school. So, you know, no one can fall into that that, that easy. Like you have to be more creative how to, you know, how to wrestle. Yeah, so you are, uh, what year are you now? I'm a junior. You're a junior, so last year you're a sophomore, and you wrestled a, a pretty almost an entire varsity schedule, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's hard to wrestle varsity as a sophomore, especially you wrestle some of the upper weights. I yeah. I did. What what weight class were you? Well, I was gonna start out the season 170, but then I ended up going 182, so it was rough. But I, I actually managed to wrestle. Yeah, I mean you. There was something that, um, you know, we preach all the time, which is like, you know, it doesn't um, just go out and fight your hardest, do the best that you can and don't give up. And you were always a great um, um, example of that. 
So, you know, when you're sophomore in varsity on the varsity team and you don't have a ton of wrestling experience, you, you tend to take a lot of, a lot of lumps. You tend to, to lose a lot. Um, and it's a hard, hard year. Um, but you were in, you were a guy that was maybe not getting the wins, but you, you never gave up. You're always fighting. You're fighting off your back, trying not to get pinned. Um, you're always a guy we could look to, to, to kind of, um, say, you know, that guy's, man, that guy's fighting hard. He's going to get there. He's going to get there. He's going to get there. Where do you think that kind of fight comes from? Because right now we don't see it across the board with all our guys. You know, there's, there's a few guys that really fight their butts off. Um, and there's other guys that, that don't seem to have that yet. Where do you think that comes from? Or, or why do you, how do you, how do you get yourself there? I like to compete. I don't like, like people underestimate me all the time because of my size, you know, but I don't care if I'm smaller. Like, I don't care if I'm wrestling like a taller guy, a bigger guy, you know, like I'm not really about comparing myself to others. I'm really about just getting in the mat and putting in the work, you know, and working hard has always been one of my traits. You know, I, I learned that a lot from my dad. It was mostly like, like on labors, like, you know, working hard on labor, but also working hard on school, and then I, I, I ended up working hard in sports, but I'm not really someone who likes to give up. I like to fight. You know, if I lose, I know that in my mind, I actually, you know, tried and not just went out there and let myself get beaten, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, some of those words, that's, that's what we preach all the time. And um, you brought up a bunch of things that I want to talk about there. But one of the things that I've kind of, has kind of started to become um, a a theme I feel like when I've talked with, with athletes lately is the idea of winning and losing. And as a coach, if you, if you do any studying about how to coach kids and how to coach people in general, you don't want to focus on winning and losing. Right. And um, I know we've talked about this a few times as a team recently, which was like, we don't want to talk about winning and losing because we don't want it to be a detriment and make people feel pressure and feel like they have to win. But I think I'm noticing with our team that sometimes we don't want to talk about winning and losing because we don't want to have the expectation or feeling that maybe we should win sometimes um, or all the time. And that's a debt. I feel like there's a di underlying difference there because we don't want to talk about winning and losing because we don't want to, we don't want to put the pressure on so that you, if there's no pressure, then you can go out and perform and show off your skills the way that you practice them every day. But if you're, talking about you don't want to talk about winning and losing because you don't really believe you can win or you don't have confidence in, in your ability to win now you're not talking about winning and losing so that you can give yourself an out so that you can lose all the time and just say well I did my best but maybe you're not really thinking about it and improving um so maybe give your some of your thoughts about how you feel about winning and losing and if you think about it and how you think about it. Well, yeah, definitely winning and losing is a pressure for us, you know, like before a match, you have like that, like, like pressure, like nervous because you're afraid of losing, but you also want to win. But most of the time it's not about winning and losing. It's about becoming a better version of yourself. You know, like if you have a mindset, winning and losing is a pressure that everyone has. And, if you have that kind of pressure, it's going to affect you in the match. But if you go in there with, with a mindset of, you know, becoming a better version of yourself or, you know, at least having your, in your mind that, okay, I'm going to go out there, but I'm going to try my best, then maybe the outcome of a match will be different, you know. Maybe you won't be that disappointed anymore if you lose. And if you win, then you'll probably, you know, your confidence will boost up. But if you have a different mindset, you know, it doesn't matter if you lose or win because you went out there and competed, which is really hard to do. And not and not, not a lot of kids, you know, join sports because they're doing other things. So like, you know, like 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 accomplishing that is just you know, it's better than not doing anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you make you touch on some like some good things where like, again, you're saying like, I'm going out and I'm giving it everything that I have. So I'm not worried about winning and losing because I know I'm doing everything that I can do in order to, um, to win. Right. Yeah. Um, and if, if, if I do everything that I can and I still lose, then I lost. 
And I feel like I'm hearing a difference from some other kids where it's kind of like, I don't even want to think about winning and losing because the idea that I could possibly win, um, I, I, there's no confidence that I could win. It, the, the, uh, the expectation is I'm probably going to lose, so I'm not going to think about winning and losing. And then you're losing that ability to go out and perform. Like you're saying, uh, if, if my expectation is to lose, why am I going to go out there and give it my all? Um, and I feel like I'm kind of hearing those kinds of things from guys. And you certainly seem to have the, the right mindset, the right way to think about it, where I want to compete. I want to do my best. And certainly you won quite a, it felt like you won quite a few matches, you know, kind of barn burners at the, at the buzzer. And, and it, it was because of that. One other thing I want to talk about with competition and wrestling is there's some moments as a coach that are like tiny, these teeny tiny things um, that really resonate. And when we wrestled Rolling Meadows this year, we watched the, the we watched a little bit of film of the guy you were going to wrestle. Yeah. And I told you one thing, right? He's going to do something. And all I want you to do is sit to your butt and turn into him. And you did yeah. that two times in the match. You end up scoring four points off of it. And you won the match by one point. And that is one of the best coaching uh, kind of coaching moments for me at Wheeling High School is just saying, telling Leo Garone the day before, sit to your butt and turn into him. Yeah. And you were able to do it like that. What, why were you, why do you think you were able to, let me tell you something, because maybe you don't know this. That is rare. Um, just being able to take that simple direction and apply it right away is rare. Um, a lot of kids can't do that. Why do you think you were able to kind of do that right away? Because one of my skills is listening. You know, like listening is a skill that is really helpful. And I was taught, how, you know, how to listen, how to follow instructions from not just my parents, but then other people in my life that have coached me in different sports. Because I, I used to do like karate and taekwondo. And, you know, you, you, like, you know, I was taught discipline, you know, I was taught how to pay attention, how to listen, how to, how to, you know, pay to small, how to pay attention to small details, because that's really important, you know, like, even learning the basics can really help you a lot in a match, because, you know, if you're just having a bad stance, you know, someone can go for uh, an underhook, an overhook, you know, like, it's really about the smallest details that really help you. And I feel like, you know, when you taught me how to how to sit on my butt and then turn, you know, I was actually paying attention to the small details that you were showing me. And, you know, that's how I, I did it. And one of the things that really matters is um, execution, you know, like executing in a match because, you know, it's really hard to execute something, something like that, but you have to do it, you know, like, like in order to succeed in life, you have to take risks. Absolutely, that's man. I think you nailed it. Absolutely. Like, I love that word execution. Yeah, right? like I did it because you got to execute. You got to do if if you're gonna get the job done, you got to do what it takes, um, which is which is great. Now you brought up kind of your parents and, and them teaching you things. Um, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. What's what's your um, relationship like with your parents? Well, it's actually mm, like it's not bad and it's not good. It's like, you know, I love my parents and they love me. We, we always have our bad times and, and, our, and our good times, but they've always taught me a lot of things that I need to know for life. And I really appreciate them a lot, you know? Like, well, technically I can say that it's good because they taught me a lot actually. And they are really uh, like a big part of my life because with them, I got my first job, you know, they taught me, it doesn't, they actually tell me that it doesn't matter if you win or lose, you know, it, what really matters is going out there and competing, you know, like a lot of things they taught me and I really appreciate it. I appreciate my parents. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, you know, that's incredible. Um, I don't the way that you're able to, to articulate it as a, how, you know, what are you 16 years old? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, when I was 16, which is a while ago, not not super long, but a while ago, kids didn't talk like that. You know, I don't know if it's normal now, but, you know, it, I certainly wouldn't have been able to come up with the words, I appreciate my parents. I appreciate the things that they've done for me. I don't think I would have thought that way at 16. 
Um, you know, and I think that's, it sounds like it's a normal, uh, normal-ish relationship with parents. So, you know, 16-year-olds typically have struggles with parents, right? You're starting yeah. to get to the point where you're becoming an adult, but maybe you're not quite there yet. Um, you want to start having more independence, doing things on your own. Um, and um, maybe your parents are trying to keep you home a little bit more, or maybe they're trying to, maybe it's the opposite of that. They're kind of pushing you towards adulthood, maybe more than you're ready for. Um, that's kind of the two things that I see a lot with, with parents and, and kids. And hopefully that, uh, you know, you're always going to have your ups and downs. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah, like it doesn't matter what you guys go through, you know, like you always got to love your parents like they love you. That's just it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, wow, that's, that's, uh, that's really cool. So um, moving back into kind of some sports, you know, and kind of the mental side of sports. Um, again, you, uh, you, you talk about execution, you talk about kind of winning and losing, being a competitor. What is going through your head before you have to, and we don't have to just talk about wrestling, before, before a football game, before you get put in and for a football game, before a wrestling match, what is, what's going through Leo Garone's head? Well, it all really depends on which situation where I'm at. Like, if it's a football game and I'm about to play, you know, I'm like, in my head it goes, you know, you're playing along with your teammates. You don't have to worry about messing up because you you will always have your teammates next to you, you know. But just make sure to always do your job so they can do theirs. You know, that's, that, that's what goes through my head. Sometimes, you know, I'm saying, you know, I'm representing Wheeling, you know, Wheeling, Wheeling Wildcats, which, you know, we're, we're athletes that actually work hard to get to where we are, you know. And sometimes the outcomes don't happen how we want them to be but that's just how life goes you know you can't always you know it's expect this outcome when something happens you know like do you get what, like what I'm saying like yeah absolutely you know one of the questions that I have kind of written down is like what makes a wheeling what makes what makes being an athlete for wheeling high school different than maybe some other schools you're always going to get hate from people just because of our reputation as Wheeling Wildcats, but that shouldn't let really me, matter. Let me pause you, pause you right there. What's the reputation of, of Wheeling? People think that we're not good at sports, right? That's what people say about us. That's what people make fun of us, you know, and I'm really a person that can say, like, you know what, you know, like we're not talented, we're not skilled, but we can actually go out there and compete and give it our all. You know, like it doesn't matter if we have, you know, uh, a five-star recruit. You know, it doesn't matter who's along with us or who's gonna compete against us. You know, we're still gonna go out there and compete. You know, to our best, you know, to our best ability. Like if people are gonna ask me, you know, what's a winning wildcat to you? I'll just say it's just someone who puts in the work, while others are just, you know, not doing anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, you know, what we're always preaching, what we're always talking about. And, uh, you know, um, I think there's that reputation, unfortunately, um, with, you know, uh, around the area. Um, I'm hoping like you guys don't hear too much from other teams, but it sounds like you're pretty solid in, in who you are and where you're from. And, um, you know, you, you have confidence in that and, and you believe in yourself no matter what. And that's one of the more important traits you could have. Um, and that's, that's a great answer. Um, and it kind of leads to another question I have, which is like, where, where does your confidence come from? Because, um, you know, when I, when I was in high school, Wheeling had really, really, you know, struggled in a lot of sports. Um, one thing they did not struggle in was wrestling. Um, really good wrestling teams from Wheeling. And there was this, we wrestled Wheeling. I remember my senior year, it was senior night. I won my match. Uh, I won by pin, right? You get six points as a team for a pin. We lost 72 to six. Um, and these dudes from Wheeling just came in and absolutely rolled us. Um, they just, I mean, they're big, they were strong. 
and they were kind of lat, you know, you could tell they just, they didn't even take us seriously and they absolutely pounded us. And I was at, at Hersey at the time. So, um, it was, it was a rough night, you know, um, I got the W, you know, I, I, I was believed in myself and, and trained really hard and, and was doing a lot, but the rest of the team wasn't on board, um, with that. And there used to be just wheeling wrestlers oozed confidence and you kind of ooze that same confidence. You have that same kind of chip on your shoulder, you know, where does that come from? Uh, can you receive the question like where do you get your confidence from why why do you believe in yourself so strongly when maybe people around you might not that's the thing like you know like in middle school i wasn't like the like the like the best wrestler nor i wasn't the bad wrestler i was just kind of in between and throughout those years and, and even freshman year like i wasn't really that confident with myself but I still went out there and compete, like I said, you know, I was trying to be the best version of myself up until sophomore year when I, when, when I knew that I wasn't going to be varsity in the beginning of the year because of the things that I was doing, because I, I wasn't committed, you know, I was, I was being real to myself and I knew that I wasn't going to be JV, but I was complaining too. So I said, you know, why not just go out there and try my best? And you know, I was placing at tournaments, I was beating kids, and that's where I really got my confidence up. And I was like, you know, like, you know, I, I'm doing this right because I'm not complaining. And I'm, you know, I'm out there and competing. And, you know, when I, when I got up to varsity, that really boosted up my confidence because I said, wow, like, you know, all the things that I've been preaching are really putting in, putting in, you know, like, are being, are being um, placed, you know? So that's where my confidence started growing. That's when I when I uh, when I won my rolling medals match. That's when I really felt, you know, like like proud of myself. You know, I started feeling more confident because I said, "Wow, you know, in the beginning of the year, I wasn't expecting to be in the varsity team, and I did it." You know, that's what really made me feel more confident. And now, you know, no one can tell me that I that I can't do it when I know that I can. So that's how it really goes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, I just wish, uh, you know, I, I feel like you, you built this up, you know, you, you might not have felt this way a year ago. Um, and I'd love to see us be able to get more kids thinking the way you're thinking, doing things the way you're doing things. Um, so, uh, you know, we can have more guys who are, Hey, my grades are getting better. Um, I do believe in myself more. I, I do think that wheeling is a special place. I do think that, um, you know, I'm doing the right things and because I'm doing the right things now, it means I'm going to be able to do the right things later in life. So moving on a little bit to maybe some, some bigger, bigger questions. What is your vision for yourself after high school? That's, a really hard question and a good question too that's what i've been thinking for a while now i really don't know what i want to do um like so one of my top colleges is uh, siu which is southern illinois at carbondale and then niu and then marquette those are really my three top colleges but i'm still not sure what i want to do you know i've been i've been thinking maybe like working on cars or being a special ed teacher or a social worker because I feel like so like working on cars is something that I like to do because you know it's just it's really fun fixing things and you know you put in you put in hands-on work I've been I've even worked with my dad a couple of times on cars and then being a social worker and then a special ed teacher the, the reason why I picked those two is because I feel like I can really connect with people you know, because there's been times where people have come up to me for an advice or for help. And, you know, I see the outcome when I tell them what's right and what's wrong, you know. And I really feel like I can make connection with, with you know, with anyone. So when I try out those skills in a job, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be, that would be great. You know, that's kind of, you know, to education and special education in general was you know I was kind of like well teaching does sound like something I might enjoy because I just really like trying to help people out as much as I could but I wasn't like oh you know 
I'm a really good science student or I'm a really good, you know, I'm, I really like math. Right. Right. I, I didn't really have like a subject area that I was super passionate about, but I was super passionate about wanting to help others. Yeah. So um, special education is great for that because you're not only just helping others, you're helping the people that maybe need more academic support than other kids. So you're really there to, to support people and help guide them um, in a way to, to um, uh, improve their academic abilities. Um, so it, that would be something, if you pursued one of those things, I think you'd really enjoy it because it sounds like you, you had the same feelings. Um, that's, those, are, those are great options um, that you're thinking about. Um, and if you keep those grades up and, and do well, you know, hopefully you can get into those schools and, and get that, those things accomplished, um, or at least one of those things. Um, man, that's awesome. So, um, how does your athleticism help you in sports? I'm not really an athletic person, but I like to put in myself in hard work. You know, like I said before, I like to compete, but I'm not really an athlete. You know, there's other kids in the, in the conference that have done clubs, you know, since they were like seven, five, six, five, six, seven, I don't even know. But like, you know, like those kids, are, you know, have done that their whole lives. And they're actually, you know, built for, for, for this uh, wrestling life. But I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not an athletic person. The, the only real athleticism I've ever done when I was little, like I said, it was just like karate, like Taekwondo and all that kind of stuff, you know. So when you say you're not a real athletic person, what do you mean? What exactly do you mean by that? Do you just mean like, oh, I haven't been wrestling or playing football for a long time, so I don't really know how to do it? Or do you kind of mean like athletic properties? Like properties, maybe like I'm not – what I'm saying is that I'm not, a, I'm not a person who's fast. I'm not a person who's strong. But if you were able to compete with me, I'll give it, I'll give you my all and you'll see how hard it is to go up against me. You know, like that's what I'm, what I'm trying to say, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm not super athletic either. I was like fair, I was like fairly athletic, but like nobody ever told me about it. So I thought I was like this awesome athlete. And after college, I was like done wrestling and my wrestling, the coaches were like making fun of me and they're like, you're such a terrible athlete. You're so slow, you know? you're, you're, you're not, you don't have any athletic, like talents, like you're slow, you're not like super strong, you're not this. So I was like, I'm strong, I'm strong and I'm fast. And they're like, no, you're not. Um, but it's kind of funny that you have that, uh, that you kind of see that and maybe say, well, you know, maybe I don't have super, you know, I'm not super fast or I'm not super strong, but you know what, I'm, I'm freaking tough and I'm going to, I'm going to battle every, every moment of football game, wrestling match, you know, whatever it is, you're going to get after it. That's a great attitude to have. And it's a great attitude and understanding to have at 16 years old, because it sounds like you understand where your strengths are and maybe some areas that aren't your strengths, but how you can overcome that. And that's a, that's a, that's a life skill that, man, I wish every 16 year old kid kind of understood. Yeah. But I think people should know, you know, their strengths and their, and their, weaknesses or values or everything like people should be more aware of where they're heading to you know because nowadays people aren't really aren't really you know like how can I say like like wise about their decisions yeah you know it it's kind of like um you know people say like nowadays nowadays and I just kind of feel like it's always kind of been like that everybody's been like well nowadays you know there's all these problems and, you know, there's always been problems and there's always been people making mistakes and, and, and um, you know, it's, it's a part of life and, and sometimes you make mistakes in the heat of the moment because you're angry or upset. Um, sometimes you make mistakes out of ignorance because you didn't really know what was, what the consequences were going to be. And, um, but, you know, the more you know about yourself, the more you can honestly analyze yourself, probably the better off you're going to be. And it sounds like you've, you've done a lot of self-reflection. You've, you've thought about, you know, your strengths and your weaknesses and, and um, what to do to overcome those things. And, and that's a, that's super important, man. That's, that's something that's, that's going to help. It's going to serve you as you get older, um, being able to continue doing things like that. 
Um, so, you know, Leo, this has been a really good conversation. So I want to talk about some other things um, that are a little, you know, maybe harder to talk about. So what are some adversities that you've had to overcome that you think have, have benefited you in life overall, not just necessarily in sports? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean adversity? Like, like adversity is like something really difficult that you've had to go through in your life and you've gone through it. And even though it was super hard, you've, your life, you've improved your life because of it. Maybe. Well, it's like definitely like, I think it's people that I have to overcome because a lot of people would make fun of me because I wasn't really, because we you know I had, I really had nothing to offer to anyone. Right. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even know there was clubs for sports or anything in general that I could have done with my life when I was little. And I feel like people would always like bully me and bother me all the time and just tease me around. And that, you know, that bothered me for like, like through my like uh, elementary school. But like once, once I got to middle school, that's when I really started, you know, like why should I pay attention to these kids who aren't doing anything with their lives either? When I can be focusing on something else, you know? And that's when, you know, wrestling came around, you know, I actually joined a club. I actually was a part of something. I was having a great time. And that's when I really started, you know, facing away the, you know, the people that were bothering me, you know, like, you know, they would, they would be like, you know, they would just bother me, tease me, bully me all the time. And once, once I really joined the sport or, you know, once I really started being wise of what was going with my life, you know, I, I really thought to my mind, like, like I couldn't make a decision to be happy without anyone, right? Because like the mind is like a really strong part of your body. It make, it helps you make decisions, and it helps you be happy. You know, like like happiness is not a destination of life. It's just a way of living it. You know, so Absolutely. you can always make decisions. Yeah. So you know, for for me, you know, I hear people talk about happiness a lot, and I you know. It sounds like you're kind of getting at this, maybe, maybe, maybe you're not, but like happiness is not necessarily, um, it's not a goal, right? It's, no, it's, it's how you live your life. It's how you, you get up in the morning and, and um, you go through your morning routine and hopefully you have some healthy habits in there. Um, and then you go through your day and, and you do the stuff you got to do at school and, and um, you come home and you have dinner and you spend time with friends and you spend time with family and you enjoy that time. And then you go to sleep and you get up in the morning, and you do it all over again. And, um, you know, happiness is, is built on, on dirty, hard work. You know, you got to get out there and do the things that maybe you don't want to do every day, but you know, you're going to be better for it. And, yeah. and that's again, a super important When I was 16, there's no way I wouldn't have said that like happiness is a destination. I absolutely did not have the, that, um, that thought that you just, that you just spoke. So that's a, that's a great way to, to frame it. Um, but it sounds like, like the thing that was tough for you growing up is you were bullied. Oh yeah. I was always bullied. Bullied. Um, and, and you were bullied what? Cause, cause of your weight. Well, I was bullied because of the things that I wore, you know, like people w would make fun of my clothes, my shoes, you know, I was actually, I wasn't fat, but, like, I was, like, skinny, sort of skinny. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so, like, you can tell now that I'm I'm bigger now, but when I was in sixth grade, I was, like, maybe, like, like one, like, 109, maybe. Like, mm -hmm. I wasn't that, like, I wasn't that bulky nor, nor skinnier. I was just, I was, a, I was a decent size, but that's not the point. Like, what I'm trying to say is that, okay. you know, like, I, like, you know, I, I would always be bothered for the things that I did you know, for the type of music, for the type of music that I would listen to, you know, things that, I, things that I wore, you know, or just in general, just bullied me because, you know, they didn't do anything besides bullying people, you know? Sure. So, so it sounds like, yeah, some social issues going on and, and kids, you know, not really understanding each other. And earlier in our conversation, you were kind of talking about how you know, you've kind of decided you're just going to be Leo. You're going to be, you're going to do the things you want to do and how you want to do it. And, and you have made peace with that. And if other people have a problem, it's their problem, not your problem. Exactly. Yeah. That's great, man. You know, I didn't really, these are some pretty awesome answers. I didn't really like know 
how insightful you you are and uh it, it seems like you really have you know you really have some deep thoughts other than uh you know just being a fun loving happy go lucky guy um which is really cool um so a couple more questions so um i think let's do two more and how let's start with how do you how do you define success in athletics? So I know we've talked a lot about this, but let's kind of like, what, what is success for, for you? So let's think about like, um, you know, what would success be after your senior year as an athlete at Wheeling High School? So you're a two sport athlete, you play football and you wrestle. When you leave after your senior year, what would be like, man, I, I did it, I achieved success success to me would be accomplishing things that I've never done before or thought that I was going to do, you know, like for football, it would be like, like at least making the starting team for one year, at least maybe my senior year, I'll be a starter. Like that might be a goal. Right. Okay. And if I, if I accomplish that, then, you know, that'll make me happy. But like I said, like, it's not like a destination to be happy, but it, it will definitely, you know, make me proud of myself for what I did. And then for wrestling, one of my goals is to, you know, qualify for state. But the thing is, like, I, like I just don't also want to qualify for state. You know, I want to place, you know, top three at the conference. You know, place top three at regionals. You know, to go to sectionals. Like those are things that are also in my mind. You know. Sure. So it sounds like you've got like athletically, you've got a lot of goals. Like this is these are things that you want to accomplish. You kind of have an idea of what they are, and. um it's interesting football, you know, because you, in wrestling, we talk so much about like you have control over everything because it's your match. You know, you can go out there and perform and get it done. And like, you can say, my goal is to place top three, do this, qualify for state da, 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 and do all these things as an individual. But your goal for football is like, man, I really want to be a starter on the team. It's hard to be like in football. I want to go, I want to make sure we get at least seven wins in the regular season because you can only play one position. There's, there's 10 other guys on the field that all, like you said earlier, have to do their job. So you can, yeah. so it's, that's pretty cool. It's um, an interesting dynamic. So what does it take to be, what is, what is a uh, define what success in life would be? In life? Yeah. Success in life would mean being proud of what you have. For example, if it makes you happy, then that's that's success, you know. If having this, you know, specific career makes you happy, then you made it. If having a family is what you wanted, you know, like like for for your whole life, then you made it. You know, like anything that that you're proud of is success. You know, Absolutely. like it, it doesn't matter. You know, like what type of car do you drive? What you know? Where do you live? or what career do you have as long as it satisfies you then then that's success for you you know but like you know make sure to also be happy with the people that you're surrounded with like have good connections with your family and with your friends and then that's all you need you know so so what what would success for leo barone be in life what would have you thought about what you want to accomplish in in uh, you know, as you as you enter adulthood, I just I just want to make my parents proud. That's all I want to do, you know. Sure. So what what would make what would make them proud after you graduate high school? What in the five years after you graduate high school, what would make your parents proud? What do you well, going to college will make what actually make them proud. You know, having a career will make them proud. You know, just being in a stable you know uh, status in my life would make them proud. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. That's kind of what I, it's kind of what I figured, but you know, like it's just interesting to hear what, you, what different people have to say, you know, and it's, it's kind of like, they'd be proud if you, they'd be proud of you, you can start developing skills to be an adult, to take care of yourself, to be self-sufficient. Um, which is, I think is what any parent probably wants for their, for their kids. Um, all right. And the last question is you, Leo, can ask me uh, any question you want about any topic. 
All right. So one of the questions that I had in mind would be like, what's your favorite part of being a coach for the Wheeling Wildcat team? So my favorite part of, of coaching, that's actually really interesting question because like, I've never really thought about what my favorite part of coaching is, but like I, I mentioned earlier, like there's those little niche things that happen um, where like when I feel like I have influenced somebody in a way that has benefited them uh and they're kind of like moments right sometimes sometimes it's in a match and you're in the corner i'm in the corner and i'm going crazy and and acting like a psycho and um everyone thinks it's really funny and i get all up right um but if this guy that's i'm coaching is listening to me um and does what i what i tell him to do and and um he has success by you know, scoring points with, with the direction that I'm giving them. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so, so those are the things, those are some of the things that are like fulfilling to me. Um, but kind of, you know, you know, from an, from a competitive perspective. Um, but then there's like the relationships that I build. Um, and it doesn't happen with every kid. Um, but there are kids that come through that have, uh, you know, an impact on my life more as, um, as a, as people, right. And there's a couple of them that are, um, that have graduated from Wheeling. Um, my old job, I used to work at West River high school. Um, there was a guy by the name of Eric Olson, who was one of the first kids I had this connection with. And he actually passed away very sadly um, over the summer. And, um, Eric was not, he was, he had wrestled a little bit of club coming into high school, but, um, he wasn't a great athlete. He kind of had this weird style of wrestling that was like, you are not built to do these things that you're trying to do. Like we need to get away from him. And I kind of like tried to coach him out of it for two years and he stuck with his way and he bought into some of the things that I was saying and we built a great relationship and he ended up winning our conference two times. Um, so he was a two-time conference champion. Um, and we we stayed close after he graduated you know he went to marquette um unfortunately passed away before he was able to graduate but um he was a guy he would call me once in a while and we would still chat and, and get together so i think you know from a life perspective it's it is building those relationships and getting close with people and and building a friendship and feeling like you've done something to help someone and you've helped them on a wrestling mat, but also they're taking what they did on a wrestling mat. And now they've learned some hard lessons on that wrestling mat. And they're taking that into their life afterwards. They're taking those lessons and and applying it to uh, an academic college career. They're applying it to a job. They're applying it to, to, to um, a family, to their family life. Um, So like when I come on here and you say like, Oh, you're getting better grades and, part of it's because of wrestling you know that's something that that really excites me um yeah so those are the things that i think i you know there's the short-term stuff which is like half nelson run it boom get the pin all right like yeah like i get jacked up for that but then the long-term stuff is is those relationships and seeing guys grow after high school yeah that's yeah you know that'll be really exciting too you know, if I were a coach, I would like to see that, you know, like see like your students grow, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, I think that's why we're all here. You know, that's why certainly why most of us are here um, is, is to help people in our own way. Um, and that's all your teachers want to do really, you know, um, I don't know why certain people go into certain things. You know, I, I you know, uh, I assume like someone who teaches math, it's like, well, I really like math. So I'm going to, I want to be a math teacher. Um, and, uh, they certainly want to see everyone have success in math. They don't just want to get through the day and and get through the year and, and, um, flunk kids or, or give kids a hard time. They want to see success. And that's why you become a teacher. Um, cause you could do, you could go be a mechanic. If you don't want to be a teacher, you could go do all these other things. Um, so if you, if you don't want to watch people grow, if you don't want to help people, it's, it's a hard job. It's a really hard, it would be a really hard job. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, any other thoughts, any other things you want to say, talk about, um, one thing Kyle did 
at the end of his episode was he did tell like a, a story. Um, do you have any stories about at, athletics at Wheeling? Something cool that's happened that you remember? Mm, stories, stories. Well, actually, mm, it's not really a story, but it's just going back to to wrestling. So, like this year, like I had to go. I had to go up against a lot of ponies that I wrestled last year and some that I didn't, but were in other weight classes. So basically there were some opponents that I wrestled that placed higher at the freshman conference than I, than I did, you know, like that rolling medals kid that I wrestled placed third and one ninety five, And then the Elk Grove kid that I wrestled that I beat placed, I believe fourth in my, in my weight class for the freshman conference. And then I think there was, um, the prospect kid that I beat, he he placed third at the conference for freshman, and you know when I was when I was in in that tournament, I I would see those guys, you know, be at top threes and you know some twos actually, and I'd be like like I'd imagine myself wrestling those kids right, like I'd be like maybe you know maybe if I if I do this this I can beat them you know, and I I never actually thought that I was gonna wrestle them this year and you know you know, beating those kids, I actually increased my, my confidence because I was like, like, wow, like, it doesn't really matter who I, who I go up against, you know, if I try my best and do everything that I, that I could, then I could win a match, you know? Yeah, so, man, like, absolutely. And you got some awesome wins and those were really fun matches, man. It was, yeah. absolute, it was an absolute blast to be a part of it. And, uh, um, those were exciting, fun matches, man. Uh, I was happy to be there with you. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was it was a really good season. I really enjoyed it. It was really, it was really like it really changed my mindset a lot. You know, it really did. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. I hope we can keep building. I hope we can keep improving. Um, you know, it's not going to get any easier, but you know, we can always we can always try and get a little bit better. Um, so, Leo, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking with me. This was awesome. Uh, I really liked your answers. Liked hearing how you think. Um, uh, some of it was surprising for me, but I guess it shouldn't have been because you, what you say matches what you do. So why should I be surprised? Uh, yeah. It was awesome, man. Thanks for coming on and I'll, yeah. I'll see you soon. Yeah, see you tomorrow, actually. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. We'll get some training in. Okay, of course. All right, buddy. Have a good night. Have a good night.